Hello and welcome to Reeling in the Piers. My name is Gary O'Brien and this is where I get some of my very good friends on to chat about and discuss all sorts of movies. And joining me today for his fifth time on the podcast, it's David Scanlon. He's here to talk about the 2016 musical coming-of-age comedy drama, Sing Street. So stick around. We hope you enjoy. <sighs> you again. I'm back, baby. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, sir. Welcome, welcome back. Thank it's great you. to have Thank you. Thank you very much. Okay, like I want to get this out very, very early. Okay, honestly, I thought I'd lost a lot of credibility after the, the National Tre- Treasure podcast. Um, look, look, man. As much as I enjoy that movie, recommending uh, a film where Nick Cage chases after buried treasure, it you know it probably did a lot of damage to the Scanlon scale. I don't know. I don't know, man. But but on a, on another point, um, and it's something I've I've actually learned from watching movies, um, I was a little bit wary coming back on because you know from film you learn you do your trilogy, you do your team up, you do mm-hmm. your cameo, and then they kill ah, you off and never speak that's of you again. True. But then I thought about it and I was like, maybe I'm more of a Fast and the Furious. You know, hopefully I'm not like a Tobey yeah. Maguire, uh, no. Spider-Man or an Ed Norton Hulk. Maybe I'm more of a Fast and Furious. And I'll just go, keep going forever. <laughs> <laughs> They'll make spin-offs of like, me. <laughs> I was going to say like Hugh Jackman's Wolverine. He's just there yeah, all over the place. He's always, he just keeps coming back. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And, 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 and cheers to that. Um, I'm not drinking, but cheers to cheers that. To, yeah, so look, man, I'm delighted to be back. I was a little bit wary, but you know what? I'm here, so let's fuck shit up. Great. Great. <laughs> If for anyone who doesn't have access to the Zoom, David has proceeded to trash his, his room. I'll be back in a minute. I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna absolutely destroy this guitar. <laughs> um, but yeah. So, to, so why I thought um, I'd get you back was well, you were always coming back. But why I thought today's episode more than anything else was that tomorrow's Paddy's Day, and and as as a true patriot like yourself and a, and a true fan of film, uh, I thought who better to ask to get to get on to do what is maybe the well, well I asked you I basically said what's a what's the best Irish movie for the day before Paddy's Day and you can you picked this but what was your process? So okay yeah I like like we we had a WhatsApp message during work obviously both of us were very Shut up, sh- <laughs> my boss this is this. <laughs> um and yeah like you said it was a little bit difficult to describe an irish movie so like is it one that contains irish actors is it an irish director is it set in ireland is it just irish characters um or is it all the above so Mm. you know obviously i went through the library which you know contains all the great irish movies and came up with a couple um so number one wind shakes the barley incredible movie based on uh the irish war for independence and the subsequent irish civil war killian murphy has a great role in this and it's it's probably one of his most underrated roles when you compare it to maybe his bigger roles say in peaky blinders or the dark knight trilogy you have michael collins which is more of a hollywood look at the war for independence you have in, in name of the father and my left foot two incredible daniel day lewis performances you have the guard and calvary um, so this is some of Brendan Gleeson's best work and he worked alongside um, John Michael McDonough, not Martin McDonough, uh, his brother. Um, you have the Barrytown trilogy, so the Commitments, the Snapper, the Van, which is just a great look at everyday life in Ireland, um, kind of back in the 80s and 90s. You have one of my personal favourites and I think you, lo- you enjoy it too because it has one of our mutual favourite actors, Intermission. 
And mainly, oh. mainly love it because the, the opening scene takes place in Raffarm Shopping Centre and we, we know that place so well. And I, and, 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 and I'm, I actually know Girl with Ice Cream as well. <laughs> yeah, exactly, yeah. Uh, so we, there was just my childhood's like wrapped up in that right there. Exactly, yeah. Uh, one other one was um, The Young Offenders, which is a surprisingly charming film. Um, but what you will take from a lot of these films and, and the, the theme you will see running through a lot of them is that they're quite gloomy and quite dire. <laughs> like, I, th- I think I counted through... Yeah, David, I, uh, yeah, David it's an Irish film. Like. <laughs> I counted through and I was like, like, half the people in these movies die at the end. Like, <laughs> um, So I just felt um, a personal duty to the, the listeners, obviously considering the situation we're currently in, to pick something that's a little bit more lighthearted and a little bit more enjoyable. And so yeah. my long-winded answer to get to where I was going is I picked Sing Street. And we're out of time, unfortunately. <laughs> um, so yeah, that's yeah. And look, yeah. I, I love this movie, but we'll we'll it's a great I'll, movie. I'll explain why. Yeah, you'll expand. Um, but yeah, yeah, it was weird. It was weird. Um, the weird process of trying to pick it. I, I agree because I I just asked you to pick an Irish movie, and you were, and I got like a voice message, Gary. I need so much more criteria yeah. from this, and and I'm <laughs> I'm glad that everyone else knows that you put in the research as well. Um, no, but this movie, man, this is like I we never. We, I don't. Did you see this when it came out? No. So I seen this um, when it came onto Netflix. Onto Netflix, yeah. Yeah, I was the same. Yeah. Um, and. I had heard a bit of buzz about it because it came out early summer or maybe kind of spring 2016 and like all these kind of reviewers I would have been watching on YouTube started talking about this Irish film and you're like wow this is amazing like (laughs) here's some here's some wild mountain time yeah exactly it's it's bad news but um they all said it was incredible I was getting all these awards and stuff and um obviously it subsequently went on to, to get nominated for Golden Globe, Golden Globe, yeah, yeah. Um, for best musical or comedy, yeah. And so, look, I ended up seeing it probably summer twenty sixteen, end of summer twenty sixteen. And unfortunately, look, that's that's the one thing I will say before, um, I go on is unfortunately it's just very difficult to find at the minute. It's not on yeah. any streaming services. Um, I ended up actually ended up buying it on YouTube. I was just like, fuck it. I'm, I'm I don't really. Yeah. I feel it's a bit of a disservice to the actors <laughs> and the directors if you're gonna just pirate it. So I was like, yeah. fuck it. I'll just pay the three euro, whatever it is. Uh, and just buy it online but look if, if anyone hasn't seen it um I, I suppose i'll go through a bit of quick synopsis before it but like look, look if you enjoy good movies yeah, stop this immediately just, and just, just go watch it and just yeah just <laughs> that's a theme for a lot of your episodes david stop turn it off and go away um no but like it's it's just before you go into it as well like i just want to stress how good of a movie this is how like it's, and it's shame like I was telling people I was doing this and everyone was like oh no I haven't seen it I've heard it's alright and I'm just like man this is a great mm. Irish movie yeah. and it's and it's like you say it's only three quid on YouTube tomorrow is Paddy's Day you probably have the day off rent it watch it yeah. specifically if in your do- if you're from Dublin as well yeah um, absolutely yeah. not to discredit everyone else but it's like uh, Sherlock it's the most of the population anyway uh, but it's like but it's generally like uh, like um, I'll let you go into the stops in a sec but like it's the first movie I've done for the podcast that was set in Dublin and it was just, I really, enjoy, I was really looking forward to talking about it as well. So, um, so quite glad you picked it. But yeah, so if you wouldn't mind uh, explaining to people, you know, however long we're, we've, <laughs> we've been, uh, you know, waffling about it so far, would you care about, uh, would you care to explain what Sing Street is about? Okay, so first of all, um, all Irish cast, oh, sorry, almost all Irish cast, there's Lucy Boynton who plays Rafina, she's British. But everyone else in the cast is Irish. 
uh john carney uh the director is irish educated in de la salle church town and, oh wow and, we're getting the full no, 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 here, just, just look i mean come on and he what subjects did he do <laughs> with the leaving cert david <laughs> yeah he actually went to sing street cbs as well which i thought oh, was pretty funny good. um so that look good. that's again another thing um just to add to it but anyway sing street okay so um due to financial problems in his within his family um and look, at that time, a lot of people had, you know, financial issues in the 1980s and there was a lot of emigration. It's actually mentioned just at the start in a newsreel, which is kind of oh. cool. Um, so our main character, Connor, is moved from a posh kind of fee-paying private school, which uh, I presume it's Gonzaga because they mentioned the Jesuits. So I'm like, that's the first one that came to mind. So, know, so he's probably in Gonzaga. Uh, so he's moved to Sing Street CBS. So it's just off uh, South Circular Road on in Portobello. And man, this place is like a jungle. <laughs> there's like <laughs> there's like no work being done. Everyone's fucking. There's fights in the yard. Um, even the the principal is just this hard nosed, um, you know, Christian brother priest, and he's just like takes no absolutely zero shit. Um, there's the teachers don't even know what subjects they're teaching. And Connor is just kind of gone from his well-off, well-to-do life. And he's just thrust into this kind of jungle. Um, there's a cliche bully who just decides from day one he's going to ruin Connor's life. And I suppose it's it's that kind of case of um, adversity being the the reason for great success or the, the, the manner for great success. And yeah. so he finds what he's kind of passionate about Um which is music and he decides after meeting a girl and he wants to impress her like who hasn't been in that situation before where they're like man i'd love to write a write a song and <laughs> perform for a girl and all, make... the, all, 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 all the failed bands we set up yeah. to woo those girls in west oh, how naive we were we're definitely not that good we're not not that good enough no um, yeah apparently rock band is not an acceptable form <laughs> yeah. of band but anyway he decides he's going to form Just watch this me band. play the final countdown on like a rock band i can absolutely kill kill the solo oh what's that leave you alone no problem um, so anyway, he decides he's going to start this band to impress this girl and subsequently they go on and write all these music and it's going to be his way of getting out of Ireland at this time because it's a shithole and the whole place is in a dump and that's pretty much it. So look, if you, if you haven't seen it, stop now and go watch it because it is absolutely fantastic and if that sounds like something you enjoy if you like music if you like dancing and stuff like that it's, it'll be something you enjoy yeah and uh, just more kind of things to sell it on like it's got Aidan Gillen in it uh, who's fantastic and everything um, yeah like you mentioned the director John Carney he also did Once as well so you know he knows how to do a good musical set in Dublin um, but yeah there's some really great talent behind it It the songs as well so like, we're, we're, like oh man like you're gonna be you're gonna be like I've been humming them for weeks yeah um because we watched this a while ago <laughs> today is the day before st patrick's day um but no there's some really great songs in it uh it's fairly like family friendly as well so you can watch it with family it's nothing too yeah. bad in it. i suppose that's um, that's the other thing is is that this is for everyone like there's i've said it before in podcasts where there are movies that i would recommend to friends but not family or vice versa um for example let's say the prestige i wouldn't you know recommend that to everyone but this is yeah. definitely a movie everyone will get something out of it um everyone will kind of will be able to understand you know it's it's simple kind of story just coming of age story but there's obviously a lot yeah. more to it than that and yeah yeah um okay right let's get let's get stuck in okay 
Uh, uh, I, how do you want to? What do you? I was just going to go through each character because I think each character has a as a good kind of backstory. Yeah, and it, it's it'd be good to kind of uh, investigate. That's yeah, right. go for it. Yeah, okay. who we got first? Okay, so look, our main character Connor. Um, you definitely feel like through the movie he changes as a character and not like not just in no sorry <laughs> let me rephrase yes, that <laughs> let me rephrase that he he goes through different periods in his life or different um phases phases there we go he goes through different phases in his life and that's actually shown by like the the look he has and the music yeah. he plays which i think is pretty cool because like there's yeah. a bit where they kind of they turn into this kind of david bowie duran duran look with the makeup and the yeah. like big kind of hair there's a bit where they they kind of go the whole hall and oats look which is kind of like the rimmed glasses and the the um pink coats and stuff like that. yeah exactly and then there's like the spandau ballet as well and so like it's a cool way of seeing like how the music is affecting him He's a fickle man, David. That's all I got from him. He's fickle. He's too He's too easily persuaded. This guy literally listens to one album. Next week, he's bought a whole new outfit. To, to slight spoiler. The fucking... Not spoiler, but just jumping ahead slightly. The, the, the principal's like, you gotta have fucking black shoes, mate. And he goes, my family can't afford black shoes. This guy has a fucking outfit change. He gets his hair done. Like, you know what I mean? I'm just fickle. Fick, uh, he, you know. he went to a charity shop, Scary. <laughs> No good. Could have got black shoes in there, I'll tell you that much. Rather than walking around your bare feet. But um but no, like he's a good character in that like um he's very will from the in-betweeners at the beginning. He's very like the briefcase wanger of this school. He comes from the fee paying school. Um the fucking the, yeah, like you say, the school is pretty much a jungle. Like I think um when you when you walk in there's just like fucking you're told that it's a Christian brother school and they're known for beating children you're like that can't be right and then like the minute you walk in there's like wrestling in the classroom the priest who's teaching is drinking like from a from a hip flask and there's like a kid smoking in the back <laughs> absolutely zero shits given yeah um, but look you see through the movie how like he's comes from this kind of timid character and he definitely gains confidence through the music so there's a bit where he has uh you know obviously he has 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 his own little like he has his own little crew um Mm. and he's built up that kind of relationship with them and then there's one kind of bully who like at the start is just like ruining his life but then there comes a point where he's like i don't really give a shit about you anymore and it's he's so beyond it now and i think that's just a cool thing to see a character like that that just changes from that timid and guy that kind of going through life to kind of taking life by the horns, if that makes sense. Uh, yeah, and I have it written down here. It's a really harsh put down. He goes, you don't even yeah, exist. Yeah, exactly. He's like, oh, ouch. Oh, <laughs> what, you, what album, what album taught you that? <laughs> exactly, yeah. Um, but I think another thing is, if you if you look look at him on his own, I think that's, that's a cool thing to see. But also, if you look at it in context with Rafina, the, his, the girl he fancies, yeah. I think there's also a cool transition there because they're almost at opposite ends of the scale at the start. Yeah. And then they kind of meet in the middle where they're both kind of cool for each other or whatever. But then there's a point in the movie where she kind of makes a mistake and then she becomes this kind of timid character and she he turns yeah, into a more yeah. confident one, if that makes sense. Um, and it's just a nice I'm kind gonna of... I'm going to call that... A, I, I'm thinking of a segment here because you've done this to me too many times. But That's a scandalous <laughs> spot right there. <laughs> I, I call it a yin and yang, but it's also an ebb yeah. and flow or whatever. I think it was just a nice thing I noticed again. Yeah, that's uh, good. The that's relationship good. between the two characters. It's a good scandalous <laughs> spot. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to think of a weird sound effect that's going to be a nightmare to edit, but there'll be something there. 
Um, no, that's so true. That's so true. And uh, yeah, like you say, this Rafina girl. By the way, how do you set? How do you set again? You could cut, you could do all the proper movie things. I'm just gonna say the, yeah. the jokes. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> he, he, uh, how do you how do you have a, a, a character called Rafina set in Dublin and you have nobody go Rafina, <laughs> exactly. Rafina like you just it's a missed opportunity in my opinion. Uh, for those of it, those of us that don't care, <laughs> I would like to clarify that she she is not the le- the new Leeds player from Brazil because <laughs> <laughs> there's actually a player in a place for Leeds now called Rafina. <laughs> I like to think Mark Tutty is at, oh. <laughs> Uh, you can cut that that's a ridiculous joke no, I'm leaving that's, it. that's a ridiculous joke man. get that out it's staying um, in but yeah like she, she at the start like she's like she looks like she has this whole plan she's like I'm a model I'm gonna go to London with my boyfriend or drug dealer it's hard to really know um, he's got a nice car in Dublin in the 1980s he's a drug dealer <laughs> exactly yeah um, but yeah and then like she obviously falls for him because he's well I suppose she she's nice he's nice to her that's yeah he's nice to her but that's yeah um, yeah because it, it, it's established later on in the movie that you know she's living in a you know a home for girls yeah. and um, you know obviously doesn't have the best the life that she probably had expected and this whole trip to London is her escape plan and, and he he's the guy to live, uh, the, the, the drug dealer we don't know his name I'm going to call him the drug dealer <laughs> I was going to call him uh, Phil uh, Collins because he's listened to Phil Collins <laughs> let's call him Phil Collins and just hope that someone else gets confused listening to that so when Phil Collins picks up the you know young girl outside the school <laughs> no um, yeah like you know that's why she kind of attaches to him he's a confident dude turns out he's only really looking for the ride but like you know she's obviously been hurt before yeah. and um, I think your one plays it so well um, both as this kind of confident person but then there's a scene later on when she's in a park listening to one of the songs yeah. and my god fucking it's a kick in the dick yeah. uh, in that you just feel so sad for her but yeah. you, you, and she knows that she kind of has she's already kind of um, pied off your man Connor um, in a horrible scene where she's like it's like he's like Rafina i.e. the girl I've been yeah. talking to for months and she's like no yeah she tries to play it off like she's someone else no, I'm, I'm just her younger sister I'm just like has that worked yeah, before exactly <laughs> um, sorry what was I going to say actually sorry and one thing I will say is uh, the actress that plays her isn't Irish, Lucy Boynton. She actually does play a decent Irish, or Dublin accent. It's it's very vague. It's not from anywhere. You wouldn't say she's like South Side or North Side. But when you compare it to some of the accents we've heard more recently, it's actually quite good. That's true. <laughs> yeah. That is true. Like, let's just say if I was in college with her in first year, I'd be like, where the fuck is she? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> You'd spend a bit of time. She'd be like, did she learn English yeah. from watching Friends? Or she, what's good? Maybe, maybe it's just from Wicklow. <laughs> <It's> just... <laughs> She could be like a drada. I honestly don't yeah. know. <laughs> um, but those two actors really, really good together. They bounce yeah. off each other. They get along with each other, and um, it's it's funny. Like they're at opposite sc- ends of the scale because, like, obviously her man and da kind of are gone from her life, and Connor is in the process of losing his yes. parents in, in a in a certain. That's way. a fucking. That's a we like, like you already like they're already kind of you know finan- in financial troubles but then they add in all this other shit and yeah. you're just like my god that's what, like, he's, that's he's what I'm saying this movie has layers <laughs> yeah <laughs> this movie has layers literally it's quite cold they don't have the heating on <laughs> exactly, <laughs> it's got yeah. so many layers so I think that's probably a good a good segue into the the family yeah. so um, there's the father played by Aidan Gillen and uh, look I, I know he loses his job but I definitely feel like this guy he definitely invested something that just went tits up almost immediately <laughs> this is <laughs> what did he 
electricity invention. <laughs> like, what is it? What's something that phased out in the nineteen eighties? Like, <laughs> oh, I don't know. Um, Deloreans. <laughs> like Deloreans. He he tried to import a load of Deloreans into Ireland and it failed miserably. And so, yeah, go on, we'll do that. No, no. He thought he bought a Delorean, thinking it was an actual time machine. <laughs> So yeah, look, all I'll say is, um, you know, I think he, he's probably a good father, but he's just in a bad situation. Um, there's a point in the movie where the brother kind of explains that the, the mother and the father got married too young. And because, you know, in Ireland was very kind of um, conservative and you have to be married to kind of live with your partner and, and stuff like that. Like they probably just wanted to have a good time together, but yeah. they had to get married. Um, and the two of them, you can see them splitting apart and... I don't think he's a bad guy. He's just he's in a bad time. Yeah. Um. So well, look, there's, there's not a huge amount. Of yeah, time. like and, and 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 like as well, just to like I don't know, like his what his wife um is. It's found out you know she's having an affair with her boss or something. Yeah. Tony. Tony. Um. And like, look, like nineteen Ireland, Ireland, nineteen uh, eighties Ireland probably didn't have the best mental health. You know, lads talking to each other about issues. So you imagine he's trying to harbor. Like losing his job, his wife is cheating on him, and he's just taking it out yeah. uh, in not not the most healthiest ways. Yeah, exactly. Um, so like, yeah, like you, you feel for him, but he's still a bit of a dick about it. Yeah. yeah. Um, the mom as well is another heartbreaking character as well. Not like. Yeah. So like she she you can just tell she's at the end of her rope. Like she's just like yeah. and at that time in Ireland there was no divorce. You couldn't get divorced. You could just get a yeah. civil split or separation. Like that, but anyway, or separation, separation. Yeah. Or um. But, like, again, you just, you see points in the movie where, like, she just, she wanted to go on a holiday, but her husband never took her. And, you know, she she just enjoys the simple things in life, like just sitting out in the sun and having a smoke and reading her papers and stuff like that. Obviously, she had more, she had more planned for her life than what she's getting. And I think that's just, that's just where it is at the minute, like. Yeah, it's this whole heartbreaking thing of just like she just wants to be noticed kind of thing like yeah. that. And obviously this lad Tony gave her a bit of attention and it's just like yeah. and like yeah, it's a horrible thing of like that's what kinda, of, you know, happened in Ireland and stuff like that. Like we were kinda of married somewhere at twenty five and you couldn't you couldn't leave, there was no divorce or anything. Yeah. Um and they mention it in it as well. Yeah. Um so yeah, and there's that there's that really like sad not sad scene it's just you feel bad for the character when she's sitting out yeah. like you say once going holiday she's just the two brothers are sitting at the top of the stairs speaking quite loudly actually <laughs> like, you know it's not that like it's a big house it's not that big they're literally at the top of the stairs and your man uh, Jack Raynor's character who I cannot wait to talk oh, about oh I'm getting to it <laughs> uh, they're like yeah mom you know mom always wants to go on a holiday and dad never bring and it's just like they're having this conversation the mom's really outside yeah. and she's sitting there having a fag with a glass of wine reading the paper out in the sun yeah. she's like it's the last bit of sun that she'll catch she rushes home to get it on a friday and you're just like oh man yeah. oh it's yeah it's but rough. that's that i think that's just the the whole thing with the situation is that you know they're in financial distress they have these three kids and it's just all piled up in, at one time and yeah. i think that was and this is a point I'll make. I was going to make it later on, but I suppose I'll, I'll make it now. Is that there's no, there's nothing specifically in this movie that's Irish, but it's almost like everything in it is Irish. If you get me, so like the school could be anywhere. It could be Detroit. It could be New York. It could be London, Birmingham, wherever it could be. the The whole thing with the divorce and the family breaking up or whatever that could be anything. You know, it could be any family or whatever. Um, yeah. The whole thing with the music, again, it could be New York, it could be LA, it could be anywhere in, in the world. But 
it's everything together at this one time which makes it Irish or it makes it distinctly Irish and if that makes sense because like it's there's never been an occasion where all these things have come at the same time in the same place except in Ireland if that makes sense yeah <laughs> absolutely yeah and you've, you've nailed the head there like I don't know it's weird it's just like it's 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 weird to say the theme of the movie is Ireland. Yeah, nearly. Exactly, <laughs> you know I mean? yeah. Like it's not explicitly said, but it's just said yeah. in the costume and the script. Like, like, you know what I mean? Like it could be said anywhere. Um, and yeah, it's no, that's that's a very good way of putting it. Um, so yeah, okay. There's a sister as well, and doesn't really play a huge role in the movie. But I suppose we'll get on to what you probably want to talk about more. Like David, I I'm I've kind of carved out twenty to thirty minutes talking about. Okay, Jack good because I I've got about four paragraphs here on on, uh, <laughs> on on Brendan. Okay, so first of all, um, I'm just gonna I'm just gonna give an introduction. Okay, Brendan is played by Jack Rayner. Um, so I I first seen this guy in a movie called What Richard Did. Uh, this is an Lenny Abrahamson movie. Uh, the guy who did Room and did a lot of the normal people directing um really really good movie it's this really really cool um character study on a school kid who ends up killing a guy accidentally and how he kind of deals with it he doesn't end up going to prison but he has to kind of deal with the consequences of it and this is the first time i'd seen jack rayner and i thought this this guy is going to be absolute superstar if he just continues doing what he's doing in this movie he's going to be an absolute superstar the next thing i seen him in was that absolutely horrendous Transformers movie. What? Absolutely horrible. David, that movie is fucking woeful. And look, I, I totally understand his thought process. Okay? I'm an inventor. <laughs> I gotta invent. I absolutely understand his thought process. He's thinking, if I get this on my CV, you know, it's a big action tentpole blockbuster. It's going to be seen around the world. I'll be, you know, in you know, every agent will be able to see me. And, you know, this is going to be my big break, Michael Bay movie, but it is absolutely horrendous. And to be fair to him, it is cool to have that thing on your CV that you're part of the, one of the most profitable movies ever made. That's pretty cool. But I thought, like, I kind of lost a little bit of respect for him after that. Ah. No, like, no, I, I I still, like, you don't know, you, you're told, no, because you have to remember as well, that was the fourth Transformer movie that was, so it was the first one done after Shia LaBeouf left, and they were talking about kind of rebooting it with Mark Wahlberg. You get a chance, to, you're from Ireland, I, he's from, he's from Wicklow? Yeah. I have a story about this guy, I can tell. Um, it's set around this time. Um, so, like, you're from Wicklow, you get a chance to work with Mark Wahlberg and the girl who did the Avatar, <laughs> the bad Avatar movie, of course you're going to take it, do you know what I mean? Like, you're not even going to read the script, you're just going to fucking take it, you know? Uh, but, like you say, uh, like it was a big deal at the time and the reason why I know it was a big t- deal at the time is that my driving instructor from Aviva um, he he was like you see that new Transformers movie? I was like yeah and he goes I thought your man Jack Rayner had to drive <laughs> and he always would bring him up all the time then the movie came out and he didn't really speak about it much but that's how you knew he was a big deal he was bragging about teaching Jack Rayner how to drive and look this is not a Transformers podcast but in that movie he kills someone with a wheel of his car it doesn't matter movie car <laughs> Anyway, (laughs) as important as that was, I just want to say that um, he plays his older brother. He plays his unemployed kind of college dropout, but he, I think he plays it absolutely fantastic. Kills it. Like, as I think Connor, the main character, uh, is the heart of the movie. I think Brendan is the soul. If that's that's a cool way, that's a that's my analogy. He's this kind of. Like, he says it in the movie, he has this absolutely great monologue about how he kind of forged a trail for his siblings. 
It was like going through a, like a forest yeah, or something Yeah, and he like just that. had yeah. to cut through with a machete and he made all the mistakes and it's it's so good to see that and he, the relationship between the two is absolutely amazing like he's this kind of yeah, yoda character to him for him like he anything connor needs to you know learn about music or learn about kind of chatting with girls or whatever you know he's there for him and you can tell that they just with all everything that's going on in connor's life the school the whole divorce thing he has this kind of safe space with his brother where it's just them and they're bonding and they're just enjoying each other's company and same thing for for brendan like it seems to be the only thing he has to live for anymore because he had his shot and now he's just kind of just smokes weed in his room all day and doesn't fuck all really and he just he just wants to make sure that his brother doesn't say make the same mistakes that he did in his life and he 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 keeps going through the movie about talking about you know a vocation or you know (laughs) talks about like chasing your dream and by the end of it, you can see how much it means to him that Connor is going chasing his dream at the end, you know, getting the boat across. Yeah, it's, he's the cringiest character, in my opinion. Uh, like, I do love it. It's just really cringy, some of the stuff he says. Um, like, he's a quite a... Now, if you're right about Gonzaga being the secondary school, it would make sense. Yeah. Sorry to offend some Gonzaga. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it makes sense that this guy went through six years of Gonzaga. <laughs> He's like, man, you don't know shit about <laughs> man. You don't know shit, man. You gotta write songs, man. <laughs> he's the most pretentious yeah, twat, absolutely. Um, but he's exactly what Connor needs, yeah. like you say. It's exactly what he needs. He needs someone to kind of keep pushing him on, direct him in the like. He's like, okay, cool. You've done a bit of this, and there's a great scene when 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 Connor. So the whole yeah, when Connor basically realizes that. I'll get back to um, Brendan in a sec. But Connor's leap to you know the conclusion of this girl, I fancy her. I must start a band. You, boy, I've met recently. We're starting a band. Like, he's great confidence that he can find bandmates or band members in this school that he's been in for, like, 30 seconds. Um, it's great because one of the guys is like, what do you know about music? And he's able to, like, recite this whole spiel that his brother had said when they were watching yeah. Top, Top of the Pops. Uh, so you see that Connor's even looking out for him even when he's not there, that it's kind of, it's, it's sinking in one way or another. Um, but he has some woeful lines there. <laughs> he has some really bad, I have some of them here if you'll indulge me, please. Um, so it's the scene when he's, do you remember there's a scene when, I can't remember, what, I think it's Connor's taking the whole divorced parents thing a bit badly and he's saying like, oh, my life's awful. And then Connor's kind of just like, so Brendan's just kind of like, man, what are you talking about? You've had it easy. Um, and I, oh, this kid goes, man, I haven't even, I haven't smoked hash in two days, man. I used to ride hot birds. <laughs> I used to run 200 metres, no, but fast than my schoolmate. Um, I was once a jet engine. <laughs> I'm not making any of yeah, these I up. Know. These are all real. And they're quite cringe, but like, you can understand where, like, yeah, like, you still understand. They all help you realise what, what kind of Brendan's going through and, and why he kind of he acts the way he does and why he's looking out for Connor so much. But, man, is it like, I used to ride on <laughs> But that's what someone from Gonzaga would say. Yeah. And then he goes, and then I think it's his sister saying something, uh, some argument, and he goes, I don't like wordplay. I don't do words. <laughs> I, I enjoy his line. So, uh, it's when his dad... First says to Connor how he's going to the Christian Brothers, and he goes, "The Christian Brothers have a fine history of education, <laughs> a nice job at the kids Christian Brothers." <laughs> but yeah, he, he he always he probably thinks he's the smartest person in the room, no matter who's, yeah. who's in there. But yeah, I just think I just think the dynamic between the two was really really good. It's just yeah, you know. it's and, and like, there's some great scenes of the two of them bopping away, um, and like it's it's funny because. Uh, as much as we talk about the music kind of influencing Connor's transition through all those phases you mentioned earlier, it's like Connor was, uh, Brendan will suggest Connor an album. 
Connor will love that. And then the next day he's kind of dressed yeah. or the next scene he's dressed up in it. So Connor's even kind of molding sorry Brendan's kind of I'm getting them confused uh, Brendan is being kind of is kind of molding Connor yeah. in a way subconsciously he's a master manipulator absolutely <laughs> but see that's the thing we only learn about that at at some point in his life uh, Brendan wanted to go to Germany but his mom wouldn't let him and um, um, yeah. there's a there's a nice line where it's like um, his mom loved him too much but also didn't love him enough to let him go yeah which is again, but again, it's all just builds up to what he's doing with Connor, because yeah. and look, the the situation in Ireland at that time is you needed to leave because the place was a kip, there was no jobs and everyone yeah. was in the the hole, so um, it it makes sense and again adds into again another kind of string to the bow of this movie that there's so much going on. <laughs> yeah, right. Okay, we need to start because we've only talked about the family. Yeah. There's a whole there's a band here. School. There's a whole band here, David. Um, tell me a bit about the band. Okay, so first person we meet is Darren Mulvey. So he's the uh, the little ginger manager guy. And so the who I'd compare him to is uh, Red from Shawshank Redemption. He's like the, yes. he's like the type of person if you need a set if you need a, a pack of fags he knows the guy, <laughs> and the the good thing about him is it, it brings Connor in and it lets Connor it, he introduces Connor pretty much to the rest of the band because he knows everyone in school. Yeah, he kind of he, he pitches himself as a agent yeah what's he what's he, what's he he's a consultant. consultant yeah he has his own little yeah. card <laughs> it's written on toilet <laughs> like, paper thing I, I couldn't remember what he called himself yeah. but i'm just like that's a that's an odd job to have but it works out pretty well he's a he also makes a fine producer and cameraman yeah. later on he's <laughs> kind of the, the hands of the the whole situation yeah. um then there is uh Eamon, and yeah. i i feel like i relate to Eamon quite well in the fact that he's just so laid back <laughs> he's just like yeah, I suppose, I suppose I could do the whole thing with the band, yeah. yeah. And so, um, do you also love rabbits? Do you? Oh yeah, I love rabbits. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. <fuck> the best. <laughs> They're the best. Yeah, I don't know that that was about, but yeah. Um, yeah, he's a weird obsession with rabbits. And again, there's a family dynamic there that his dad is an alcoholic and is a wife beer. <laughs> Classic <laughs> Irish comedy. Yeah. Um, but it just gives him a cynical edge, which I think is nice. Because, yeah. like, Connor's this big dreamer and he kind of has a cynical edge to him that he's like, yeah, right, take these, take it down a few notches there. Yeah. <laughs> um, but, again, he's kind of cool in the fact that he just plays all these instruments, has all the uh, equipment they need. Um, there is some light Irish racism in the movie. Uh, <laughs> we talk about the G word. <laughs> the G word, yeah. Um, when, well, there's this whole thing where there's, like, they, they, they look to start the band and they're like, oh, we could... We get uh, get the black lads. <laughs> yeah. Does he play music? Probably. Yeah. <laughs> and he just which, and like, which again nineteen eighties humor, nineteen eighties Irish humor, but in a in a two thousand and sixteen movie, it's a bit like it's weird because you feel like you should be like that's not okay, but you're like ah oh, that's just classic nineteen eighties Irish well, humor. Maybe Look, we're a bit desensitized time, to it. At that time, there was probably two famous Irish coloured people. It was Paul McGrath and it was Phil Limit. And you know you're either good at football or good at music. <laughs> yeah, so the, the kid's mentality here was like fifty percent, fifty percent chance <laughs> yeah. he's, he he could play the bass. Yeah, um, and I actually like this character. He's not again. Um, I I'm not going to pronounce the name right. It's Ingig or Ingig. I don't know. That's Ingig. Ingig. Yeah. Um, he he has these little scenes. So when they're first filming the riddle for the model video. 
he he just wants to be in the in the front of it so he like moves <laughs> his keyboard in front of the bass flare and then like at the end he just gets in front of the mic and just like plays it so like he has little scenes like that which are nice which gives him a bit of again rounds out the character um yeah and then there's the final two which is uh i looked it up is larry yeah. uh who plays the drums and gary spelt with two oars <laughs> who plays the bass and david <laughs> We discussed on the Big Lebowski podcast that you've probably listened to because that came out a few weeks ago and definitely hasn't been released yet. Uh, it's that the first Gary of the podcast was the bartender in the Big Lebowski. Only information I would get. So how happy I was to see there was another Gary in this movie. Little did I know later on I would see the spelling of his name and just... It was a Gary Ringrose as opposed to a Gary O'Brien. <laughs> Was a oh, we need to think of something for that. I'll come back to that segment later on. Um, but I don't know. I can't remember which one was Larry and which one was Gary. If I'm perfectly honest, but the the, the shorter lad, he is not in this enough. He is fucking gal. He's the, you know, the one with the yeah, the, he's a little the hard man. He's fucking great, and I can't remember what he's a little hard man. Uh, I don't know. I have a line in here. I can't remember what it is. It's when they're it's when they're trying to think of the name of the band, and it's like uh, someone someone uh, your man Connor goes, uh, oh, what if we call it Le Le Vion blah 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 blah. And somebody goes, what's that? It's French. And he's like, yeah, it's French, but that's not going to be the name of the band. <laughs> he, yeah, he definitely it's has so, these little lines that are just so He's funny. just not in it enough. Yeah. It's so, he's so good. But yeah, that kind of that kind of rounds out the band. I know we're like, fairly through this podcast, but there are all the characters. Um, oh, well, yeah, I suppose the last one oh. we mentioned is the priest. Oh, fuck yeah. yeah. The brother. Uh, so I don't know if you, if you recognize him. He's uh, your man Cyril Macduff from Father Ted. Do you know the stupid priest from Rugged Island? Oh, fuck it, he is, yeah. isn't he? Dick Burns. Ah, uh, that, that is, or whatever, yeah. That is very jarring. I know, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> he plays this, like, just dickhead, yeah. pretty much. Nah, he's just he's just what you'd imagine from, like, a priest character. Yeah. He's a he's a real father Richard. He's a real father Dick. Father Dick, exactly, yeah. Um, and I suppose, yeah, that's that's our characters. Apart from, actually, sorry. And the last one <laughs> is the, the bully, Barry Bray. And oh, Bally, Bally, yeah. Bally, yeah. So, um, with two oars, as two well. oars, exactly. <laughs> what is it with this movie? <laughs> it's just missing the Harry. <laughs> um, right, okay. So, what, um, yeah, so like if that's the band, the tunes, David, yeah, the tune, like, um, it's so good. Like, I was looking, I was looking at who was doing the music and stuff like that. I didn't really look too far. I saw that you two were apparently attached and they consulted a bit. Um, so, um, Mike, the director, John Carney, is quite good friends with Adam Levine from Maroon 5 as well. I know he wrote a song. What? Yeah, I know, yeah. That's strange. It isn't. I, I know he was, the, I know he was the bass player of The Frames. Yeah, yeah. Clearly a big Frames fan. <laughs> um, but, sure. <laughs> um, so yeah, there's like there's a lot of musical connections behind the camera, and that is very evident by the songs on this. It's a fucking there, like it it manages to encapsulate such like the 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 type of vibes of the 1980s and the, like all the different types of genre like, like genres within it. And um, I was watching this movie and I was like, my dad, like this is all my dad's music. <laughs> like it's all like the music I used to hear my dad. Not only the music that they make, but the music that's in it as well. Yeah. But oh man, some of the tunes are just fucking great. Which is your favorite? I was going to get this was, this was going to be a whole a segment, segment idea. Was, well it's not a segment okay right ah, what's not my favourite I think I think Riddle of a Model is my no I, I'm top three <laughs> top three for different reasons there's only like, like eight in songs in the movie yeah well top three David alright um, Riddle of the Model Up and Drive It Like You Stole It 
I don't think Drive It Like You Stole It is the best one. I think it is the best scene. Yeah, exactly. Which, in, which enhances the song. Yeah. Um, that I, I want to talk a bit about that yeah, as well because there's some absolutely. great stuff there uh, at some point. But uh, I think Up, I think Up is like... Up is actually a good like proper it's, song. It's a good proper song. Yeah. And I, that's when I started looking up. I was like, have you two got anything to do with this? Because it's very U2-esque. Yeah. Um, and then Riddle of the Model, it just kind of introduced you to the to the band. And yeah. it's weird because you ran Connor... Um, he starts off as a pretty poo singer yeah. um, and he's quite nervous in this but then by the end of it he's giving a talk yeah. to the oh girls that's, that's a great song as well, as well yeah. oh fuck that's <laughs> great <laughs> uh, I don't like brown shoes as much girls are actually pretty great yeah fuck okay top four <laughs> okay fine if I have to pick it's up rid of the model driving like a stone at girls I think what about you uh, look I, I'm gonna mention all, like they're all great uh, the one you didn't mention is the slow song. Oh, here I didn't. I didn't mention it because you said pick one, and then I picked three, <laughs> no, and then sorry. you're like, Jesus. No, I'm sorry. I'm just. I'm just. I might as well. We might look at this stage, Gary. We might as well mention every single song. Like, <laughs> <laughs> like, <laughs> let me get the full playlist up here. Yeah. The jam play. <laughs> they also have to no to find you. That's, to find that, you. Yeah, that, that was the one I was, is that the I was big thinking one? of. Uh, and then there's brown shoes. And a, a, I think that's all of them, isn't it? A beautiful sea as well as the one they do out by John oh, Barry as well. Like fuck the boats. Um, <laughs> but <laughs> but yeah, look, I think it's like it's very difficult to separate the music from the scene as well. Yeah. Um, and like you said, I think uh, Drive Like Stella has is probably the best scene. But I think yeah. um, Up and uh, To Find You are the two that probably are the hardest hitting. Because they're yeah. about the ones that uh, you see Rafinha listen to them as as they're playing, yeah. Um, and again, gives you that again another nice connection into like their relationship as well. Yeah, and it's weird because uh, like I don't know, Connor says something like, you know, you need to find someone to write the songs about and stuff. Like, who's it about? Like, why why are you writing songs and stuff? And when you look at, it, they're all kind of really about uh, Rafinha, uh, which is kind of an interesting. It's interesting in a way, like, I don't know, it's the guy from One, so obviously he knows, like, how to write songs that fit into a narrative, yeah. and, like, they all, it's it's great how they all, like, basically a scene happens, and it forces, and there's like, another great scene, I'm gonna keep jumping around, sorry, I really like this movie, Um, where Connor literally shows up at Eamon's door, and it's like, hey, I'm, I, I, like, like, there's been a whole thing where uh, Phil Collins picked up Rafina, and he's like, oh, fuck this, I need to write a song about it, he goes over to Eamon's, and they write a song. So, actually, this is the thing I was gonna mention, I was gonna mention it later, but I'll, I'll jump to it now, Um. The so look, there's a lot of obviously things you can take from this movie, but one thing that um my dad actually mentioned when he watched it, he was like, they could have turned this into a Beatles biopic, and it could have been about the two kids writing music, and yeah, it could have been that true. could have been John Lennon and Paul McCartney, because that's it. He, yeah. from what he's learned, what he's he's seen about the the Beatles when they were growing up, that yeah. is exactly what they did. They yeah, just called over true. to each other's houses at any time of the night, and they're just like, let's write a song. And I think, again, it, it, like I said, this movie has layers. <laughs> and it's just another thing that is just... It's like an onion! <laughs> um, but again, as you say, it's just like any hour of the night. And again, I think that adds into Eamon's character because he's just so relaxed and laid back and he's just there with his rabbits. And he's like, yeah, man, let's write some music or whatever. Yeah, and it's and it's gas because like the mom like like if you if you think about it like if, like what what mother is gonna enjoy having you know some guy come over and like play the drums and guitar at all hours in the morning, but it's great because you kind of see her to be quite reluctant to the idea yeah. of band initially because it's gonna stop him from working in Quinsworth. There's a nice Irish <laughs> yeah. reference from the nineteen eighties for you. Um, and but then again you see her she starts bopping to the tunes and yeah. she's really enjoying it and like you say her husband's not really there that much so all she's got is Eamon and to kind of see Eamon being happy and stuff yeah. like that makes her 
because I imagine being at home, it's kind of can be rough at times for Eamon, like yeah. with the dad not being there at times, and to kind of see him at home happy. It's probably why he has a fucking rabbit there. I think about it. <laughs> um, but like, you know, like I think I like that idea of it as well. Absolutely, yeah. Um, do you, do you want to move on to drive it like you stole it? Is there anything? Yeah, else? talk a bit about. Yeah. There's only one, t- David. You know me. When I say I want to talk about something, it's only because I've got a joke about it. So. I, I assume it's Aiden Gillen doing doing his dance. <laughs> Because he's giving an absolute socks. Dude, David, I fucking have my notes. I shit you not. Aiden Gillen has given a socks. Yeah, exactly. And this is why this is why I get you on for five times because when we when we watch a movie, we have the exact same wavelength on it. You yeah. you have your scanning spots. I have my Gary gags and the the Aiden Gillen giving it socks. Like it's okay. Set the scene. Calm down, guy. Oh. Uh, set the scene. Um, it's it's this big song that so. The, the the oh the band is called Sing Street. Yeah, probably should mention that. Like, yeah. uh, it's a really cringe. Uh, when they get to it, it's really like uh, it's really like you know on the nose. Like, what if we call ourselves Sing Street? Um, but there's like a school disco, and they decide it's great. Actually, it's a great thing. There's like a poster for it in the, in the yeah, school. Yeah, I, I, I wrote uh, this down as well. <laughs> yeah, it's great. It's great because uh, Connor's trying to convince the lads to do it. They're like, no, no. And Eamon's like, no, for the people. We've exams. No, no. We've exams. <laughs> exams. And then Eamon's like. Will there be girls? <laughs> and then, then Connor's like, yeah, and he goes, right, let's right, do it. Let's do it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Because <laughs> as, as you know, growing up, uh, going to school, to all boys school from the age of uh, four to 16, 18. <laughs> Jesus, you left school early. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I was too smart, man. <laughs> <laughs> you were wicked smart. Anyway, different podcast. <laughs> I've recorded a few of these in the, in a row, and my brain's going to mush. Um, no, but the yeah, so they they do this disco, and and Connor has these idea this this kind of mindset of like, oh, it's going to be like an American prom, and he wanted to write a song for it, so drive it like you stole it, and um, I, I am at like you could maybe talk a bit about why what that song has to do with the whole Rafina thing. I presume it was a little bit like well, that's the thing. It before he writes the song, she tells him that her dad died in a car crash, which I thought oh, was a shit, bit yeah. yeah. That's a bit insensitive. Yeah, no that's what I was thinking, yeah, but... um, So there's this whole scene where basically they're doing a practice run on stage and they're singing the song and there's this whole dream sequence where... Oh, it's fantastic, actually. Jeez, I'm going to talk about this movie for three hours. I do apologise. Um, where basically they got a few people in to like... Because they were recording the, the video for it, the music video, and they get a few like the kids in to like dance like the 50s and they have no idea what that is. And then <laughs> They've not Connor's seen Back like, to the Future, Gary. They, they haven't seen Back to the Future. Yeah, they haven't seen Back to the Future. And they're just like... Uh, because Connor asked them that and they have no idea That's, see this is why Aiden Gillen went big on DeLoreans because he'd seen Back to the Future he thought it would be a hit plot twist no one in 1980s Ireland had seen the movie hence why we get this scene with kids not seeing Back to the Future like you said Circle. David, so so many layers in this movie but um, he goes oh come on dance like it's the 50s and they're literally just like I, I can't explain it they look like they're having a seizure it's, <laughs> it's just gas Anyway, so what happens then is it's a whole dream sequence and Connor had had been told by Brendan at one point being like, what do you think is going to happen? You play this fucking prom and all your problems are going to be solved. Like mom and dad are going to be back together. You know, the, the priest is going to be nice to you and shit like that. So we have this whole dream sequence of exact, it's not dream sequence, it's like a fantasy of like exactly what Connor thinks is going to happen, which is like all the kids are dressed in like the 1950s attire and the mom and dad show up and they're hugging and they're kissing and they're dancing along. Um... The priest comes in and he does like a backflip. <laughs> yeah, he shit. does like a few, yeah. <laughs> um, and then uh, Phil Collins comes in. 
<laughs> for people listening earlier you know what you mean <laughs> know what I mean but uh, yeah and then Jack Rayner comes in Brendan comes in in his Transformers get yeah. like get up pretty much punch they have like a knife fight punches them anyway what I'm trying to get to here ladies and gentlemen is there's a whole scene where they all have the same choreography like dance it's all the same they're all doing the same moves and you think that they all got the same step by step instructions but Aiden Gillen fucking does it as like he everything is exaggerated. It's just I can't explain it. I can't. It's just fantastic. So uh, I know someone who is an extra in an RT um, TV show that's coming out soon, um, and it's it, the actors in it are Charlie Cox. Uh, oh fuck off! Aiden Gillen. Uh, there's a couple yeah, of other cool. kind of big names. In oh it. fuck! That's pretty cool. Um, and RT, you're doing it. Yeah. Jesus. I, I won't mention what it is because I'd probably get done in for it. But anyway, um, yeah. yeah, you imagine imagine your podcast go da- goes down for this. <laughs> David. <laughs> <laughs> the amount of copyrighted stuff I've been yeah. putting in it. If, this is the, if somehow RTE investigate this, <laughs> fair play. All the conspiracy theories people think about them are true. Yeah, exactly. have, <laughs> the people writing on Stephen's screen had a point. But anyway, they had a scene with uh, Aiden Gillen. And just between takes, they were saying how full of himself he is. He just oh, he had to have his he had to have his hair done absolutely perfectly. He was asking your the makeup woman to come over every two three minutes, just like oh, sort that himself out. Me. It's just it's just any it's the type of thing you hear about Hollywood actors, and it's absolute so cliche, isn't it? You're in one HBO series, <laughs> and you think you're the shit. Exactly. Yeah. You just you go on set, you say hello there, Sansa, a couple of times. <laughs> You kill Sean Bean. Who hasn't killed Sean Bean at this stage? <laughs> <laughs> All the Irish greats have done it. Pierce Brosnan has done it. <laughs> but this movie. Uh, <laughs> I need to catch myself. Um, yeah, and, and the big thing about this is like Rafina doesn't show up and he's hoping she shows up and she doesn't. And it's because... Um, so this kind of leads us into this whole, you know, uh, doubt in our minds about Rafina and Connor. Yeah, and I suppose that brings us on towards the kind of finale of the, the film. So um, they're doing this uh, disco, school disco. And um, obviously, look, it's their first gig and, and they don't really know how it's going to go. Um, they... Rafina hasn't turned up at all at, at, towards the start of it but like they decide they're going to play kind of a couple of kind of upbeat songs to start off to get kind of get the crowd on side then Connor decides to play To Find You is it? Yeah To Find You yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, it's the one that's the sad crying the one the sad crying one and then it's obviously Brown Shoes and it's at that point that Rafina comes in and everyone's going to go mental the priest has, has been uh, thrown out of the uh, the hall um, some some great little details in this, which is included everyone's drinking cans of like or like bottles. Yeah, of, flagons of, of Fanta. Where was she? No, no, it's like it's not like Fanta, but you just know this vodka. Oh yeah, like, exactly. Yeah. Um, there's some great '80s hairstyles, the whole hairspray and stuff. Uh, yeah. I enjoyed the bit where the priest keeps trying to turn on the light, and oh, your man, yeah. your man gets the fire extinguisher, breaks it. Um, it. but yeah, like it, it's 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 compared when you compare that to like say an, an american like prom or something it's so grimy yeah. isn't it yeah. <laughs> you compare the music video what he imagines yeah. and then what yeah. it actually is it's just so dark and gritty that is true actually yeah when you compare like the likes of what back to the future yeah would consider, and there's like every uh, so often everyone's someone's just like get off the stage you fuck <laughs> and then you even have the guy trying to like storm the yeah. stage and then they hire back they pretty much hire Barry to be a bouncer yeah. uh, the bully, the bully Barry yeah. the bouncer uh, Barry the bully bouncer and they get him on board and he like 
chucks him off stage yeah. and he's just like you know, only in an Irish story you would need a band's ear for your underage <laughs> yeah. band and actually that's another thing is they introduce themselves like they're like hello Dublin as if it's like a proper gig <laughs> yeah. they're playing in like the tree arena or something yeah. but that's a great thing about Connor. Connor takes everything yeah. with such professionalism as well like even when it goes to like uh, when he goes to the rock songwriting and making the videos he's done all the sketches and storyboards yeah. out like it's not like oh we'll just show up with the camera it's all very much here's the shots yeah. and stuff and that's what I was saying is that like he's so intense into it and like the rest of the band is just so much more laid back but like again yeah. I, I feel that works as well um but i suppose we'll will we move on to like we is there is yeah. there anything much you want to say more about the the performance like obviously look all the songs are really really good and um, sounds great the, i think the two teachers as well is they have a nice reaction to the songs the, the blonde yeah. art teacher because like they're obviously thinking this is some you know cover band they're probably going to play a couple of like shite songs or whatever and then they start playing these class songs and they're amazed by it um but then i suppose the, the big thing in the, at the end of the movie is that connor has decided he's gonna go over to london on his own with some demo tapes he's gonna go over sorry with rafina as well um they don't have the money to get there via boat or plane so they're gonna take uh, his granddad's old fishing boat out and try to sail to england or to wales um and so after the gig they head off and they obviously meet brendan or whatever and he drops them down to uh collymore harbour and Dalkey. and then yeah that's pretty much where we we end the movie but it's just i just think it's so cool to see like jack rayner's reaction or brendan's reaction yeah when they actually I've killed my younger brother yeah, well, um, <laughs> exactly no like so it doesn't and like what i was say cuz this it doesn't end with them on the harbour. Yeah. It ends with them getting in the boat and going in and it's all very sunny and, you know, you think it's a happy ending, but then it starts to rain and it yeah. gets a bit more rocky and um, there's a ferry that nearly kills them. Uh, so you're kind of uncertain that it's going to, uh, it's it's going to work out with, for them. And it's kind of, but as, as far as Brendan knows, he's done it, they've made it. And it's kind of like, it's great because it kind of ends on Brendan in a way and you he's so sure that it's succeeded. But even though you're kind of seeing the scenes of, the shakiness of it all and you're like oh are they gonna make it but you see brendan's reaction you're like oh no i feel like because of how happy yeah. brendan is but it's it, i look it's a like you know me i love a good troll through the um imdb trivia section um and one of the things that it says that uh john carney director said about he just says he doesn't really uh see it as a happy romantic ending he thinks that uh he thinks is that it's more they're setting off together that's true but he doesn't know if it's going to be like a big relationship that's going to be last to get like last forever they're just kids and he just hopes the scene is like seen as this kind of fantasy sequence so he doesn't he says that this isn't real he just says this is like a fantasy sequence at the end of the movie which I think is a bit like, which makes a bit of sense because yeah. it all is a bit, a bit like, what are you doing the two of you on a boat, yeah. a tiny little boat to cover the entire like Irish sea? Yeah. Um, but it, it's like he says, it's the tone of the movie. I think it's actually the other thing is so the movie starts out with a newsreel about Irish immigration to London, and it's kind of this sad news story that like we have to send a lot of our you know young people off, but it's it's a cool kind of loop in that the end it's these two young people also setting off to England, but it's not a case of like, you know, we're leaving because we have to, we're leaving because we want to kind of follow our dreams or whatever. It's a nice kind of, do you know what that is? There? <laughs> That's a scattered spot right there. <laughs> um, but no, I think it is a cool way to end the movie. Cause I think it would be kind of a downer if they just kind of ended it 
at the show and that was it yeah because like nothing's changed you've you so you have a band now and you have a girlfriend <laughs> good good for you <laughs> i just realized something she's the yoko <laughs> Poor, poor Paul McCartney's back in Dublin with his rabbits being like, eh, sorry, John, where are you? Where's our record deal? <laughs> I'm still working in Quinsworth. <laughs> what do you mean you have the rights to all the songs? <laughs> we wrote them together. Um, I suppose I'll just finish by saying that, like, with everything that goes on in the movie with, you know, every character, it just shows that, like, the description you had at the start, it's a coming-of-age drama comedy. Yeah. It's a lot more than that. There's so much more going on. Because... All right. No, no. <laughs> I've got to look, David. It has to be short. Yeah, exactly. For the that's a good. Intro. That's a good description. Like to shorten it. But there, I just want to say, there's so much more to it than just that because it's it's. Are you saying there's more layers? Exactly. Just... There's so many more layers, man. <laughs> um, but look, like I said, if if you, I hope you, I hope people have seen it because I haven't listened to us talk about it because we've done a shy job of describing what are you it. Talking about. <laughs> I think people wanted a beat by beat detail of that entire dream sequence in the prom, David. You didn't even mention what type of bike you came in on. It's a motorbike. Um, but yeah, I suppose. Look, like I said, I've I've recommended this movie to a lot of people. They've all come away with different things to say about it. And again, like I said, I've said it before, it's it's just got so many layers and I love it. It's, it's just, it's so Ireland. I just love being Irish. Up the Irish. <laughs> Up the Irish. <laughs> um, and we've got, we're still stuck in our five kilometres. If you haven't explored your whole five kilometres by now, you know, continue doing that. But if you're... But are you sure? Are you, bo- are you bored of Have that? Have you taken that left turn that you don't normally take? <laughs> if you're bored of that and you want to watch something, I can, I can recommend a couple of good Irish films for you. Um, so the first one is Begin Again so same director John Carney uh, it's very similar to this in the fact that it's a music movie um, I don't know what it is about John Carney and doing he was part of the frames yeah, David exactly. <laughs> like look the man loves matching you know visuals with music um, one thing I will say about it is and this could be a positive or a negative it does contain it does star well not star uh, two actors that it contains is James Corden Oh. And Adam Levine. Oh, but, no, but no, no, no. Oh, oh. the main characters are uh, Mark Ruffalo and Keira Knightley. Oh. Oh, Pre-Hulk. Pre-Hulk and mid-Pirates of the Caribbean. <laughs> oh, wow. Oh, that's, um, a, that's, a, that's a peak level of cinema. Exactly, yeah. So look, that one's on Netflix, I think. It's on Amazon Prime. Amazon Prime, there you go. Um, and it's 83% on Rotten Tomatoes. Mm-hmm. Uh, next one, What Richard Did. I mentioned this earlier. Um, directed by Lenny Abramson, uh, Room, Normal People. Uh, I won't tell you too much about it. I mentioned it earlier. Um, absolutely incredible character study, incredible performances from Jack Rayner. Uh, don't know where to find it, but it's ninety one on Rotten Tomatoes. Yeah, and I can't, I, I can't see where it's available. Yeah. So, so look, uh, and last, go down one, to your local extra room exactly um, <laughs> and pick it up. Look, hey, look, if you're, if you're. Saving a bit of money and you see it on CEX for two quid. You can't go wrong. Uh, the last one I'll mention is, and I'll, I'm only mentioning this because my dad knows the director. <laughs> and, oh, God. Sorry, my dad is in it as well. He's a, oh, what? He plays a postman in it, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> sorry. 
Do you mind me saying what your dad does? My dad's a postman. <laughs> so, no, he delivers to... So, sorry, he works at this movie. He yeah, no. My, this movie. Well, your man was definitely trying to save money and he was just like, look, Jer, That's can true. you just do your job on screen? I need authenticity in this. Yeah, exactly. Um, What's it called? It's called Metal Heart and it's, it's more of a sweet film. It's about two kind of sisters that are very, very different to each other. Um, they're coming up to her leaving cert and there's something that happens um, and they have a kind of a re- difficult relationship um, but it, again 88 on Rotten Tomatoes don't know where you find it but if you get a chance it's on YouTube from 8.99 euro I wouldn't I don't know if I'd spend that on it but anyway it's <laughs> if, if you see it for cheaper you see it on Should- TV Surely your dad has a few copies knocking about. Nah, I, could probably, I could probably send you just if you want to get yeah, in contact if- at, at dscanlon10 on Instagram <laughs> Oh, yeah. Well, there you go. I think that's enough recommendations yeah. for people. If they, 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 That's one of you know, four good movies there. Happy St. Patrick's Day. Happy St. Patrick's Day. And um, I oh, want up to... the dubs. Up the dubs. I've already married. I've already... Fair. No, I, and I just want to say uh, as well, is what I enjoyed so much about this movie was it is a movie set in Dublin, set in Ireland, uh, specifically in Dublin, uh, about two mates going to school. And I was just like, my God, does this remind me uh, of the times me and David were going to school. Less about the whole band thing. Uh, but it was just, it was so nice. Uh, to more about college. shy talk at the back more of study skills. More about shy talk, exactly, yeah. Oh, the, so, all those bands we tried to set up to woo those girls. Um, no, but like, Jimmy, it was actually very nice to kind of watch it and knowing I got, I was able to talk to you about it. And especially with it being your fifth time on and also as well knowing that this time last year, the two of us were supposed to be on holidays uh, and we couldn't be. And it's unfortunate that we still haven't been able to go on that holiday. But it's nice to know a year later, I'm on episode, whatever, 29 it is. It's your fifth time on. I cannot thank you enough, David Scanlon, for doing not only I this am, episode, but the last four. So thank I you am delighted much. to be a part of this and uh, I will continue, hopefully, to be a part of it if I haven't bored the head off everyone. <laughs> that listens. David, I know that National Treasure podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, come on, that's, Nick Cage. That's, that's your Tokyo, uh, that's your Fast and Furious 3 Tokyo drift. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Look, man, I, I'm going to be honest with you, I thought Nick Cage lasted it in the 90s. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, David, finally, once again, thank you, thank you very much. Oh, you're very welcome. Thank you very much. Now, again, look, anytime you want me on, I'll, I'll be delighted to. Um, it helps me get through this dire time in my life when I can't do anything. we got to emigrate. Do you want, I have a boat. Let's, Dun- let's, go Dun- to, let's go to Wales. <laughs> we'll record a podcast on the way. <laughs> right, okay, I'm gonna stop this before I keep going. No, so I'll absolutely. just say I'll just say thank you very much to the people who've listened to this one, to any of the other ones. If you want to know when new ones are coming out, you can follow at Reeling on the Piers on Instagram. If you want to get any free copies of Metal Heart, you can follow at DScanlon10 on Instagram. If you want to know, uh, you can also follow Reeling in the Piers on Spotify. You can subscribe on Apple Podcasts. If you could leave a five-star review with text in it i'll do a fun thing and even most if that of, doesn't reflect your actual view of the podcast yeah if you want to just actually literally just do five stars i don't care what it says just do something fun i'll probably put it up on the instagram or mention like what you call it and mention it on a podcast who knows i'm in a depends on what mood i'm in okay uh but again thank you very much we, we really hope you enjoyed have a fantastic time. goodbye